just a normal kid, you know, trying to uh, play and, and get in as much as I could. And I was into sports. Obviously, I love wrestling. Um, so that was that was a big uh, part of my upbringing when I spent a lot of time uh, like in parks, meeting up with friends and wrestling or in high school or middle school cafeterias and times that probably were not appropriate. Um, so, but yeah, I, I feel like I was just a normal kid. I guess all kids just don't love wrestling. Um, that was, that was just a big part of my life. Uh, and I guess that was because my, my older brothers loved wrestling. My dad, he loved wrestling. So, you know, I just, I kind of fell in love with it before I wrestled. Uh, I cooked, uh, I did landscaping. Um, I mean, you name it. I gave everything a shot. Delivered papers, you name it. Whatever, whatever I could do to get some money. Um, I think uh, a lot of what inspired me is that at that point in my life, um, you know, I had just got myself together. I had decided I was done with like uh, the partying stage of my life. Uh, I I wanted to give up drinking and and just partying, and I had got into. Uh, to recovery so at that point I, I felt it was very important for me to start focusing on who I really was and what I really wanted to do with the rest of my life because uh, I had wasted so much of it I mean I did a lot of good stuff but I also wasted a lot of time I, I needed to find out who I was and where I wanted to be and and when I looked at that this was this was what it was it was kind of like, all right, now I have more ten, more time to to focus on this and actually, you know, pursue it um, and do what it takes to do it. So, uh, actually, I started. Um, my dad called me one day and he was like, uh, "Hey, there's this this wrestling event in Carborough. Um, You know, I, at that time I was living in Chapel Hill, so that was not far at all. Um, he was like, "Do you want to go?" And I was like, "That's perfect." Um, cause I knew, I knew if it was a show in Carborough, it was going to be a smaller event. I probably could get close to whoever, whoever I needed to, to talk to, to break in. And so that was my intention other than just wanting to go watch this, the show. Um, I, I wanted to, to meet who I needed to meet. And, uh, for me, and this is obviously not everybody's story, but for me getting in, I, I just, uh, went to this event and, um, with the intent to speak to somebody, they actually approached me before I could even open my mouth and, and spoke about my size. And, and, you know, I looked like I had what it takes and all that. And I, and I told them that's why I'm here. So for me, it was just that simple, that part, at least the initiation, because, uh, you know, I, I was, in the right place at the right time that what came after that was the hard part. So for me, I just, I just happened to be there and I happened to speak to the right people and they pointed me in the right direction. So when I first got started, a lot of stuff happened to me that, that doesn't normally happen for a lot of wrestlers from what I found. So when I came in, I met the guys, they pointed me into the, to the direction of the place where I started training at, which was CWF mid-Atlantic out of Gibsonville. When I, when I first got there, the guy uh, who was in charge of everything, he told me, he was like, you know, you got a couple different kind of wrestlers. You got wrestlers who just want to come and wrestle. You got wrestlers that just 
think, you know, they can just come in here and, and begin wrestling without doing the work. And then you got people who, who want to be on the business side of it and wrestle. And that's where the money is. So I, that sounded appealing to me. It just ended up, uh, you know, I, I ended up helping, uh, orchestrate events and helping them get venues and, you know, just doing what I could to, to not only just train to wrestle, but to, to succeed in the business and, and make money. And my biggest struggle was, is that I got a lot of jealousy and heat off of that. Um, so in, in the wrestling world, that's what we call, um, like, you know, somebody being upset with you is you, you get heat. And, um, I got a lot of, I got a lot of heat behind that because what I was doing was propelling me to a place that people have to work years to, to get to. And I, I, I ended up there in, within my first year. So in other words, I was main eventing big shows and I was working with people that, you know, a lot of people couldn't work with. And, you know, I was, I was in a good position. So that was, that was one of the biggest struggles is just trying to, to to do what I wanted to do and with not intending on upsetting nobody, but having to deal with them being upset. Cause you know, I'm, I, I want everybody to be, I want to be cool with everybody. I want everything to just, but, uh, it don't, it don't always happen like that. So what we call them as our promotions. So you got different promotions that you, you work for, or you're booked for. Like I said, I got into CWF by, just being in the right place at the right time as an independent wrestler, which is what I am. I wrestle for, I wrestle for several promotions. So I'm not tied into just one. And right before COVID hit, I probably had 25 or 30 different promotions that um, I was being booked for. Um, and that's, that's just throwing out a numbers. It may be more than that because I had more bookings than I could keep up with. Like, um, a lot of times I double book myself and I'm supposed to be in two or three places at one time. And like, just keeping up with all that is, is, is so stressful. Cause then if you do it, then you got to decide which one you're going to go to. And, and then you got to worry about losing the opportunity at the other places. I have a gym in my yard. I, I own a wrestling school. So I, I spent a lot of time training uh myself and helping train other people i i feel like i always need to keep my body in a certain a certain form in order for me to to do what i need to do i could obviously do it without um looking a certain way but i just feel so much better when i take care of myself and um you know i'm i'm in the shape that i want to be in and it also works a whole lot better for you know, when people are looking into you or, or wanting to book you, you know, they see your body and see kind of the stuff that you do. Yeah. So it's, it's very important to stay in shape. Now, now when you get to the bigger leagues, um, then there's a lot of pressure. If, if you want to make it to a certain position, then you need to look the part. Um, you know, if you, if you just kind of are like whatever, then you get what you, what you put into it. You know what I mean? But, but like in the independence, like there's people who this guy that I, I tag with sometimes like 450 pounds, you know what I mean? But he, he moves, he moves like the smallest person you ever saw. You know, he can do a whole lot of stuff, 
but uh he's definitely a bigger guy and it's so it's it's not it's not all about image you can you can make you can make any size uh anything work if you you know have a, a mind on making it happen you know what we do is is very high risk and um and i and i think people i think people have a different perspective on on what we do and they think uh you know we we wrestle on a trampoline and i i hear all kind of stuff and uh it's it's but it's a lot different than what people think you know just the the mat itself uh the, the wrestling ring is enough to injure you uh alone um and then the the ropes uh at least on some of the rings are steel cables wrapped in in rubber you know what i mean so any any little thing can can injure you myself i've uh i've definitely had my share of injuries concussions and i broke my tailbone uh within the first first two years and then i ended up like breaking it during the match and i i finished the match up but it was it was rough so yeah uh i mean i think you know the people who think it's it's uh it's it's not uh real as they say it's fake i think they need to to educate themselves because it's 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 as real as it as it can get you know if just because i like to tell people a lot just because you know i'm gonna hit you with a chair does it hurt less no it it hurts the same thing yes yeah, definitely real and it's real risk and uh people people have lost their lives doing it you you may have a conversation that lasts 10 minutes and you may say we want to start like this and we want to finish like this and then you just go out there and do it people think we use fake weapons we we do not um a steel chair is a steel chair a table is a table thumbtacks or thumbtacks like whatever we use is what you think it is you know sometimes it's it's kind of I I get offended because I'm I'm doing I'm doing it, you know what I mean? And so if you if you take away from that while I'm put my body at risk is is kind of like a slap in the face, you know what I mean? When you I don't know. Actually, there was a study and every time we take what's called a bump in wrestling, that's when you you hit the mat. It's the equivalent of a 35 mile per hour car crash every time you hit that. So Uh, that that don't sound fake to me <laughs> and it don't it doesn't feel fake either you know for me i don't have a a character i i'm just me like what what i do is i'm me when i go out there um i'm i'm devon rigsby so yeah for me it's just being myself like i that's that's what i do um i'm i'm not saying over the over the top crazy stuff like if i say something that's that's how i feel about it you know what i mean i i don't take time and uh write down what i'm gonna say or nothing like that it's just this is me i think everybody wants to to be able to reach the peak of or the point of of what the 80s had and i i feel like at least for me i know that's what drives me trying to to be able to do some of the stuff that was done back then but that's that's what got me into wrestling like that that era i'm inspired by by 
that time in wrestling. And I think a lot of other people are like the new stuff. I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to say, uh, it's, it's terrible, but it's, it's a lot different than what I fell in love with. And so I try to keep what I do along the lines of what, what I like, you know what I mean? And, and I would hope that other people like it and they seem to obviously, cause I got a pretty big following, but I definitely feel like, uh, eighties and late, some of the late nineties stuff was, was some of the best years in wrestling. And I, it, it kind of saddens me that we may never get back there because it's just, it's going a whole different direction. Um, from, from what I can see. I think the storytelling is, is a whole different ball game now, you know, and it's just over the, it, you know, back in the eighties, it wasn't so much just about sexuality, like with women and what they can, what they look like, or, you know what I mean? If, if you had a, a female wrestler back then, it was, what could she do in that ring? And now it's all about what you, what you look like. And, and then there's so, there's so many weird, like over the top characters and gimmicks. And I'm like, what is this? Like what happened to the, what happened to this huge guy going in there and wanting to just wrestle? And, and that's why, that's why I'm me. Like, that's why when I got in, it was like, I'm not going to go in here as this, I don't know which doctor or something like crazy. It's just, I'm me because that's what I fell in love with is like Hulk Hogan was Hulk Hogan. Like, and Andre the giant was Andre the giant. And you know, these people like, yeah, you had the occasional ultimate warrior or Papa Shango, but it tied into what was going on and they played their part. Like, but everybody on the car was not this huge over the top character. You know, a lot of the wrestling fans, they take this stuff so serious. And like we we have people like charging into the ring to try to help out the, the good guy. Like you you can't even imagine some of the stuff I've seen. Like just last just last night this this guy tried to, to run into the ring. And you know, it's it's important for people to be able to to pay that money to get in there and and fully believe everything that they see at that moment. So much so that, that they're ready to to charge into the ring or to try to, you know what I mean? I communicate with some fans, you know, I, some fans like contact me in my inbox or, you know, comment and I always try to take the time to, to respond to, to each, each person because I, I, I feel like it's very important. And I remember when I was just a wrestling fan and, you know, how important that would have been to me. So I, I try to do that. Uh, but then you got people who they want your address because they want to send you a trading card they got and they want you to sign it and send it back. But then I'm like, you got my address. So, so that's the boundary for me because I, I've had very crazy fan interaction too. And I, I like, I've had somebody flatten all my tires on my car. Um, because I, I didn't get to them in, in my merchandise line when they thought I should, you know, they, they wanted to cut in front of somebody and I just asked them, you know, just kindly just wait and, and he, I'm gonna definitely get to you. And when I went outside, all my ties was flat and the fan was gone. So yeah, you got to set boundaries because if you don't, you put yourself in, in, uh, serious situations.
traveling is is pretty stressful because you never know where you're going to end up and what type of people you're going to be dealing with or what kind of reaction you're going to get. Um, me being a black male, I've, I've heard all kind of crazy stuff that I don't dare, you know, repeat at this point. You know, I could be the guy that goes after everybody who's ever offended me, but that's not me. It's stressful trying to, trying to keep that, that level head and um and you know and and also just hearing hearing what you might hear you know what i mean or seeing what you might see um i I was in tennessee not long ago and uh you know it, the comments weren't directed to me but i heard uh a whole lot of stuff directed towards the people that i was i was wrestling and you know uh it was it was just crazy so yeah you know, uh, when I get a, a lot older, I like how, you know, my condition is going to be, um, or, you know, what kind of, um, effects my body are, is going to have, you know what I mean? Cause I, I mean, I beat my body up on a regular basis. Like, and I, you know, I'm 250, 260 pounds, six, two, and I do a lot of crazy stuff like that people my size don't do i don't know i always want the fans to to have the best time they could ever have at a wrestling show when i when they see me i'm always thinking what can i do to stand out from everybody else um and what can i do to shock them so yeah i that's that's definitely a concern of mine um but uh what gets me through it i guess is that I'm living my dream, like, and a lot of people can't do that. And everybody has to sacrifice something. And um, I look into the fact that my kids see me as this um, superhero. I'm giving the fans what they want. So I kind of justify what I'm doing to myself, <laughs> which is crazy, I guess, thinking about it. Uh, I justify what I'm doing to my body by, you know, making other people happy or inspired or but I do, I, I try to maintain my body as much as I can. So, uh, I hope that that helps me out in the future. Uh, you know, I go to the chiropractor on a regular basis and I stretch and I work out a lot. And, I, um, I can't say that, that even with all that, that I, that I don't worry. I remember like talking to doctors and they saying, you know, you you beating up your spine and your neck has got this curve in it and, and we need to do this and that and we can we can get it done but you need to take some time off and and I'm just hard headed so when I um when I was a kid my dad uh was not a present figure, right? So he he he'd come in and then he'd go and I just don't have great memories, right? So, so I promised myself when I was a kid that I, if I ever had kids, I would make sure they didn't deal with the same things I I dealt with as a kid. So when I got into wrestling, I I, I made another promise, and it was like, you know, I'm gonna make sure the kids uh, can get to events, and you know, I spend as much time with them as I can. Uh, and, and so I do that and, uh, they, they love coming to see me wrestle my son who's six years old. He's, he's actually had, 
his debut and he he's he loves wrestling and he's actually and maybe I shouldn't say this on recording, but he's he's just about better than some of my trainees. Uh so I, I feel like uh he's that's what he may want to do later on in life. I didn't push him into it. He just he he loves it. He fell in love with it. Just so yeah, um I think that they are are like proud of what I, I do and they 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 know that this is what I love. They know that since I was a kid I said I was gonna do this and I said I was gonna have a ring and I was gonna have a school and, and I'm teaching them the importance of following your dreams and goals are are reachable. So, you know, I, I I can't see I can't see much wrong with it. Um I I do know that some some people can go and not see their kids for months, but that's not my story. Um because I see my kids I I have custody of all my kids. So I see them on a on a regular basis at least at some point every day. Uh and if I if I go to an event, I, I come back home. So I'm independent. So I'm, I'm not like on the road every single day. I, I go and I come back. I remember when I first realized that it was like, you know, kids were coming, knocking on my door. Because, um, you know, at this point I was living, still living in Chapel Hill. And right, everybody could see my, my place from from the street. And I had all my banners and stuff hanging out in the yard. And my gym was on the side of the road. So kids would come and knock on my door and, and, you know, just want to talk to me. And uh, and parents would tell me about how much I inspire their kids. And I would go to schools and I talk and I, I do all kind of stuff um, in the community. So I definitely feel like I'm a role model, whether whether I want it to be or not. I've I've taken on this position and I and I come to to love it. And I, I come to the point of enjoying being able to show kids that you can do whatever you want to do. And and I often ask them like, what do you want to do when you get older? And, and, uh, they tell me and I, and I, I tell them, well, this is what I want to do when I, when I was your age and I'm doing it like, and this is what it took as far as the violence and stuff like that. Um, and them seeing and associating me being this great guy with this fighter is, the difference is, is that it's, it's good versus bad. And I will, I will, I will always be the, the good guy. I, I will never be the bad guy in wrestling. Um, and that's for my kids and that's for the kids that I inspire. They see me every, any match I have, the bad guy's trying to get over on me or he's trying to cheat me. And at some point, I'm going to end up on top. And so, if they can leave inspired by a guy who's came from where I, I came from um, with all the other obstacles that I had in my life and also see that at the same time that good always will triumph over evil, then I think I, I did what I should do for that day. And I always try to try to talk to my kids about having a backup plan. So that's where the school came in to play it. So I, I always thought about it. And, and, you know, I know a lot of wrestlers when, when they get to the point, they can't wrestle no more or depression will set in because you're not hearing the fans screaming and people not buying your merch. And so I, I've set myself up to where when I'm done, 
I can still be involved because I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm a promoter too. You know, I, I have my own company. Um, and I work with a lot of other companies and I got a lot of knowledge so I can go in and help advise younger talent. Um, so that's what I, that's what I'll do, uh, is do what I'm doing now, except for, you know, I'll just be in there kind of just giving direction and helping train, um, and just uh, showing showing the guys the stuff that I learned, you know, the guys and girls. Some of these guys can can start wrestling, just become this cocky, arrogant piece of whatever, and they just, you know, all about themselves. And you know, they 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 walk around, and you can just tell this is a very arrogant guy. But I I never I never was going to let wrestling like take my life over to the point I felt like I was different because I didn't do this you know what I mean like I I feel very strongly about the fact that you know without um without the struggles in my life and without my belief in God and all that stuff like that I could have never got here you know what I mean I, I don't take credit except for you know my drive once I once I started like being able to, to do what I love and also inspire people while I'm doing it without even trying, like I'm just doing what I love. Like I didn't wake up and say, I'm gonna inspire people, you know, for the next several years. Like it just it just happened. And, and for people to be so passionate about something that I'm doing, I get all kind of stuff that people say to me, um, positive comments and stuff like that. And I just, it, it blows my mind every day um, that people look at me like that. If I get injured in, in a wrestling match, you know what I mean? And I'm injured and out, you know, people from all over the, the world message me and check on me. Um, and so I'm, I'm obviously doing, I don't know, I'm doing something I love and, um, and it's helping people. And, and I also enjoy being able to use my platform to, to do stuff that that I feel like needs to be done in the world too, like uh, you know helping out the the homeless people, um, or I've did all kind of stuff, you know helping out a local church. Like I have a, a event in Chapel Hill that I do a few times a year, and I bring in a, a local church and allow them to have a bake sale, and they keep all the proceeds. You know, so I, I just enjoy being able to do the, do stuff like that that I always thought should happen, but I never was in a position to make it happen. Um, so that's that's the best thing, um, you know. Yeah.